Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to possibly the episode I am most excited about of this entire season, where (laughs) we are going to talk about attraction and the role it plays in dating and relationships. It is going to be such a fun episode. I cannot wait to have this conversation. Um, It's going to be a good one. Glad y'all are here. Kristen has been excited about this one literally since the beginning of the season when we first started talking about it. And so... She's been saying, oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. I'm so excited. <laughs> before we get into it, let's um, talk about a couple of things first. One, you've probably seen on Instagram or heard last week when we were talking about what next week's season finale is going to be. We are going to take a look at some hilariously, awkwardly, awful, funny date stories. First dates, early dates, you know, the awkward things. But we need some material from you guys. So send us your stories. That first date that went horribly wrong, whether it was you, whether it was him, whatever it was, send them in. We are going to talk about them uh, totally anonymously. Obviously, we will recap some of those next week. We'll throw ours in there, too. Don't worry. Um, So you can either go to our email, lookingforthemiddle at gmail.com and send us one that way. Or go to the link in our bio on Instagram, which is LFTM underscore podcast. And if you don't already, follow us first. But then the link in our bio there. is where you can like sit in couch cast ideas, which is completely anonymous. You can just type them in, type the story in there and just put like funny date story at the top or whatever. And we can get them that way too. So you have a few more days till we record that episode. So send them in and we will, uh, run with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so follow us on social media there. If you haven't already, you can sign up for our newsletter too, which goes out every Thursday. Um, after each episode, it's got some resources we mentioned, different stuff like that um, in it that we hope will be helpful for you guys. You can do that at the link in our bio on Instagram or on our website too. But make sure you uh, get on that list to stay up to date on all of our goings on. Yes. Okay. Kristen, question, of, question the day. of the day. What is something you do to blow off steam? Okay, I have a clarifying question. Yes. Blow off steam as in I'm mad or just blow off steam as in like, oh, I just need to chill. I was thinking more angry, but okay. if you want to answer it the other way, that's fine too. I don't. Okay. No, okay. It doesn't matter. So okay. you, you were meaning like, oh, I'm really annoyed. What do yes. I do? Yes. Um, I either just sit in my room by myself <laughs> or um, go for a drive. Mm-hmm. the windows down turn the music up i actually listen to music usually if i'm mad um those are probably my go-tos whatever it is it will not involve other people being around because that'll probably just make me even more angry <laughs> especially with the people that i'm frustrated with <laughs> yes don't need to um, compound need the problem t- I, you know i don't want to respond with words that i will regret and so mm-hmm. sometimes i just need a little time to speak truth to myself there we go loudly with music sometimes but um yeah i think those would probably be mine okay what about you um i take a slightly more violent approach <laughs> you want to know what i did when i was younger what? when we when i lived at home and we had a basketball goal on our driveway uh-huh. i would go outside and throw the basketball against the backboard 
Really? Like dead serious. I would be like, I've got to get some aggression out. And I literally would just like chuck, chuck it. it at the end. There were like these two retaining walls kind oh, of behind it. So funny. if I missed, it would hit those. And sometimes it would like bounce, you know, up into the wood. It was terrible. Um, I either, yeah, now I either, if I don't go, well, the violent one is circumstantial, but I'll go for a drive too, yeah. just to be alone and like, or a walk. Yeah. Just to like get out of my way and let me think. Um, but my other thing, which this isn't just based around tennis, but I'll yeah. like get to hit the crap out of the ball and we're done <laughs> yeah. playing. So it was where I would hit all of the balls that were like dead, basically. Uh-huh. Matt would let me hit him into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's gotten to where he'll like throw them up and then I have to like hit winners <laughs> off of them. But he'll like say um, whatever's bothering me, like as he tosses the ball. So I have to picture whatever that is like like there was this guy like at work that was really annoying yeah. he would like say his name and then toss the ball and i would have to hit it it's really therapeutic yeah. it's really nice um i'm like why well, I, I need that's funny. i need to have my own tennis court i need to be able to just, yeah. like, uh, just to like let off some of that because uh-huh. i get so like tense in my shoulders and everything i just you know talk like that that's funny but, yeah just Y'all know, I mean, we're never mad when we're on here, so y'all just thought it would be a good reminder, like, hey, there are times we need to go and chill out and, you know, fume (laughs) in our own ways. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, now that we've talked about how we, uh, in our least attractive (laughs) states, let's talk about attraction. Let's talk about, we're going to, so, I... Well, let me back up. If you've been listening for a while, you know, yeah. a while, as a Bethany while. says it, <laughs> you know that Bethany and I have somewhat differing opinions yeah. on attraction. Sure. That is not a shocker to anybody who's been around for a while. If you're new here, you're welcome. You're up to speed. <laughs> um, and so, but it's been really cool because I feel like we've learned from each other in having yeah. a lot of conversations about this. And so... We thought it would be cool. Let's talk about the different kinds of attraction because I don't know about y'all, but when I think attraction, I immediately go physical. Yes. That's like the first thing that pops into my head. Well, there are other types of attraction. Mm-hmm. So we're, and Bethany is way better at acknowledging those and like holding on to those than I am, um, which is part of how we're different. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to answer the question, you know, how important is attraction in Christian dating and yes. all that comes with that so let's start with the types of attraction okay. which apparently is a thing yeah so we were just kind of thinking about like types of attraction and we looked it up and like every result that came back had these same things listed and we were like oh yeah okay so we'll go with that and yeah branch out from there we're going to talk about three of them okay yes um the other two were sensual and sexual and because of our uh, content slash uh demographic um we're just not gonna talk about those that's not (laughs) that's not not our focus it's not a yeah that doesn't have as much focus in a christian dating context yes really at all you should want those things sure in the right context in the right place in the right time we're not a marriage podcast so we're not gonna talk about we're not gonna get into that so we're have other content on those yes topics and there's just nothing else to say right now we did a how far is too far episode <laughs> yeah. if you want to see what we had to say about that so you can 
we'll put that in the newsletter. You, you can go. go listen to that. Okay. Yes. So the three types of attraction we're going to talk about are uh, first, because there are others, but the first three, there's aesthetic, which mm-hmm. is always a difficult word for me to say, from being very honest. Really? I don't know why. Um, but... Yeah, because some, like, fancy people say, like, I feel like they say aesthetic, and it's, like, it's yeah. aesthetic. Like, there's yeah. an H. <laughs> so, I always like, am I saying this right? Because um, we all know how I get roasted on here for saying things incorrectly <laughs> or with an accent. So, but an aesthetic attraction is all looks-based. So, that means, you know, in our terms, like, you think he's cute. So, yeah, you I think know, he looks good. <laughs> You don't even have to want to date him uh-uh. or like have any further interaction with him at all. Yeah. All it is is like, oh, like you're attractive. Like yeah. you are good looking. <laughs> and that's looking. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have, I've had this happen in the past. And are you I, crying because you're laughing? Are your eyes watering? They happen all day. Oh, okay. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm just really upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like panicking. They for have been all day. Oh, I don't sorry. know. I don't have allergies. I have no idea, but okay. kind of. I just want to make sure you're good. I'm fine. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> what was I talking about? You were talking about your um, experience with attraction and like with that aesthetic, aesthetic astra- attraction where it was just like, oh, he's oh, really I cute. Talk about the gas station. Yes, That's talk about what the gas station. Okay, y'all. Side note, if you um, need a confidence boost or you're looking to have someone ask you out i have found a good old racetrack or quick trip if there's one of those in your area maybe start hanging out there more because that's where i get asked out more than anywhere else by non-creepy people like i don't know what the deal is maybe it's because they have the froyo maybe that's just a hot spot i don't know oh my god i'm gonna start crying now (laughs) i mean oh my word this is this has happened four or five times like it's we a- literally sat down to record today and bethany's opening line is you really need to start hanging out at gas stations more i was like where did that come from anyway so what i mean is like tying it back in i literally had this happen of like pull up to the gas pump and there's someone at the one next to you and you're you're like oh he's cute and several times they start talking to you and you're like oh i know where this is going whatever but you're not interested. You're seeing someone, whatever the instance is, you ha- you're you just like, wow, he's pretty to look at. And you move on. You don't really have any. You never see him again. You never see most him again. Likely. And it's fine. Yeah. Um, or whether he says anything to you or not. Like, you're just out and about. You see someone that you find attractive and you never think about it again. Like, there is that type of attraction that an initial attraction. Could it lead to something more? Absolutely. Could it not? also very likely (laughs) yes yes but i feel like this is the one everybody thinks of when we say attraction yes it's this are you nice to look at (laughs) are you pretty are you my type are you whatever and then that's just how we compartmentalize it but as we will see there's a lot more to it than that yes so what's the next type of attraction so the next one and this one kind of took some Noodling around. Explaining. Kristen is like, wait, what? (laughs) Would be a platonic attraction. Which sounds like an oxymoron. It does, but I think it it goes back to like what that word attraction means in your head. Um, Because if it's a non-romantic platonic attraction and really think of it like 
you have friends that you gravitate towards. There's people that you meet and you're like, oh my word, we hit it off and we just have been best friends ever since kind of thing. And then there's people that you interact with and you're kind to and you see, but there is no like, no click whatsoever. So that can be with, you know, girls, your girlfriends, or it could be with a guy too. Like you, you get along great, you hang out, you have fun, but there's just not that romantic attraction. Now, with the guys, is it <laughs> a lot more tricky to navigate? Obviously. Definitely. But it is still definitely a thing. I have several friends in my life that we just click, we hang out, we have a good time, but there's zero anything else. Yeah. No romantic interest. None. Yeah. Um, so that would be the second one. Yes. And then speaking of romantic, romantic attraction is the third type. And... It's very self-explanatory. <laughs> romantic attraction means you want to be in a romantic relationship with this person. You want to go on dates with them. It's not just, oh, you're pretty. It's, oh, I'm like, I want to go out with you. Like, I want to get to know you yes, better. Yes, yeah. I want to be your girlfriend. Like, <laughs> yes. I want to. You want to hug me. <laughs> you want to kiss me. I oh, we need to watch that movie. That, I haven't seen that one in a really long time. Okay, we're picking that as our okay. next chick flick i am taking over all responsibility of picking chick flicks what she thinks about my best friend's wedding (sighs) matt if you're listening (laughs) matt's getting a lot of airtime today i y'all know how i feel about good endings with rom-coms unless it's nicholas sparks and i am well like mentally prepared for someone to die okay (laughs) i go into a rom-com expecting there to be a happy ending and he knows this. Newsflash, my best friend's wedding does not end like I want it to. Yeah. Or like I'm pretty sure anybody would want it yes. to. And I watch rom-coms because they're not realistic. I don't need it to be realistic. And I was I was literally almost in tears at the end of it because I was so disappointed. I was like I kept waiting for Julia Roberts to like get to be with this guy and she didn't. And I was oh god, it was crushing. Um I'm still getting over it. So, um, so we'll watch Miss Congeniality. We'll watch Miss Congeniality instead because I know that ends well. <laughs> Moving on, but okay. yes, romantic attraction, self-explanatory. Yes, it's it's a step further. I feel like romantic attraction often builds off of, often not all, yeah, maybe not always, which we'll get to. But a lot of times, it's like, oh, it's not like, yes, you're good looking. And then also I want to like right. talk to you more and like be, you know, someone you seek out at a party or whatever, <laughs> <Yes>. you know, <laughs> oh. but I realize as the more we're talking about, again, this is a lot of me processing. Yeah. Y'all. I feel like I need to start paying Bethany like a fee because she's basically my part-time counselor, <laughs> and part, like co-host, and she needs to at least start charging me in food or something. something. Um, you bought me a Coke. Okay, yeah. You've bought the last three, I'm pretty sure. I was trying to help you out here. I don't know. To, I need to make it up. Um, but with what we were saying as far as like attraction, we we say attraction, we immediately think physical. And romantic. And romantic. That's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where I'm sure a lot of people's mind goes. But there's that's not all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've really learned from bethany is like there are other things to look for yeah. 
in regards to attraction. So like walk us through that. Well, and so, yeah, we've got the different types as far as like what they might lead to most likely. There are other types of attraction other than just the physical. Like you could be emotionally attracted to someone. Like maybe you like the way you feel when you're around them, the way, you know, they make you laugh or the way they whatever. Like you, you like the feelings that are associated with being with that person. You, you are able to communicate that way and you're able to converse and like, there's that. You could be mentally attracted to someone. I personally find intellect very attractive. Agreed. Um, and so I think that's part of why I like the witty banter. I like the the quickness of that. I like I I interact that way, and so I like someone who can give that back to me just as quick as I dish it out, kind of thing. Um, so you can have that. Maybe you have like interests that are similar that you can like connect on that level on that kind of thing and then one i added that i doubt is really a thing but it is oh i definitely think it's like you can have like a comedic attraction and i don't mean like your attraction is comical but like if you laugh at the same things if he makes you laugh if you make him laugh like laughing is such a i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but it's such a like bonding yes i guess i would agree um it creates memories. You laugh at the same things. You you have jokes. I mean, then you have an inside joke. Like, there's that's something that's very attractive. Um, and so you have these different things that can then build to, oh, like, you are really cute. Like, it's not solely the physical. And for me, I mean, I've dated guys before where I started out and I was like, okay, I'm not super attracted to him right off, but I have these things that I really like about you, so let me give it a little time. And then you get to know each other and you kind of start to click and there is that emotional and mental and laughing part of it. And then suddenly you're like, wow, he's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Um, And so that's something that I always try to go into things, keeping an open mind with that. But it can, like come back and bite you a little because if you let it go I because I've done this if you let it go too much then you've put yourself in an awkward place of like you're really great but how do I tell you I don't want to keep going out with you like when Mm -hmm. that doesn't progress to that place of like you are attracted to this person and you do have that connection on that level it's a tough thing to know when to cut it off and not have like led that person on i guess yeah here's where i struggle tell us let me let me just lay this out for y'all lay okay down on my couch here yes you can <laughs> tell me <laughs> how you feel <laughs> i always think of freaky friday whenever she's like and how does that make you feel when she's having to like pretend to be your mom um here's where i struggle with this whole attraction thing because i like I learned very early, like in high school, Mm -hmm. that physical attraction was not their, like the end all be all because there was this guy that I dated for 10 days. Yes. A whole week and a half, huh? Yeah. I was a rising freshman. So (laughs) so not even dating. We just talked and (laughs) called each other boyfriend and girlfriend for literally 10 days. A glorified crush. Exactly. And he was very cute. (laughs) Very, very cute. Totally my type. Like tall, tan. Dark hair, pretty Which eyes, basketball player. Eighth grade Kristen had a type. Oh, she did. <laughs> I, I like basketball players. Let's be honest. Yes. That's the pretty consistent thing all the way through. I like basketball players, Um, which was what I was always around. But anyways, <laughs> very cute. After that, it was like, boom. Like, 
just not Only took 10 days yeah well he, he broke up with me but that's beside <gasps> the point i know and Bad nerve. i know right but there, he was very flirtatious with a lot of other girls he could be kind of a jerk he was you know whatever and i was like okay well i don't care how pretty you are like sorry this yeah. isn't happening okay so i've learned that however what's frustrating over the past couple of years i've really had a hard time thinking okay i feel like i either get to choose between guy a Uh who's really good looking i'm super physically attracted to we've got chemistry all this stuff his faith probably isn't as strong and he's not like there may be a couple like character things that Uh are not super great as a result of his faith not being where i would like it to be or guy b who is strong in his faith has a great character he's funny he's great to be around whatever and i'm not as physically attracted to him and i feel like i have to pick between one or the other yeah there i'm like is there ever going to be a guy who like has the faith and the character and like the personality but's also really good looking well and uh, talking about really good looking to you to me yes like yes to me yeah that's a that's a subjective thing very subjective and that's a tough thing. And, you know, I, we all struggle with that because it seems that way of like, okay, it, it has to be one or the other almost. And I think it comes back to like, if we took the Christian part of it out of it, that's all you'd have to worry about is, are you attracted to him? Do you click? Do you get along? Great. The mm-hmm. end kind of thing. Well, it's, it's back to your the statement that started this whole podcast was wow dating would be so much easier if i wasn't a christian absolutely this is where that comes into play absolutely would because what you're doing is you're taking that group of people that you are attracted to you get along with whatever and you're adding in that spiritual element of their maturity and their understanding and all of those things and it makes that pool shrink drastically and the smaller part are the one very much smaller are the ones that have that spiritual component that spiritual equally yoked side of things and obviously that's most important and so it's this kind of like weird place of like okay am i going to be stuck never being attracted to my husband Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's the case i think it is more a function of you have shrunk that pool down because of these things that are the most important to you when there's fewer like it just takes longer to like it doesn't you've shrunk your pool but it doesn't mean all the rest of those guys aren't in the world anymore yeah you don't go there's not like a blinking light over people's heads how nice would that be i'm available to you and i'm not stay away like wouldn't that make it so much easier yes everyone's still out there and so you're trying to weed through and find that smaller pool of people and that just takes longer Mm. and you have to wait for that and so i don't think it's a matter of okay, I'm going to have to choose between one or the other. And trust me, as I'm like telling you all this, I'm telling myself because I get it. I have been there. I totally understand (laughs) how that feels, but I don't think, I don't think that's the case. It's not the most important thing, but I don't think you write it off completely being attracted to the person you're with. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about like how important is attraction in the grand scheme of dating as a Christian. And I'll start by saying it should not be all consuming. And, and this is where we really have to think about like long term here because everything, particularly with attraction is so like 
in the moment I, I mean you look at all these couples that are 80 years old i'm like he didn't look anything like that when <laughs> yeah. they got married okay or even like our parents now yeah. i'm like y'all look so different you you look great but you look different like yeah. it's not the same as when you're in your 20s or even yeah. your 30s it's just different then you have kids and all because that's something just random side note insecurity here like I want my husband to be attracted to more than just the way I look because guess what? I ain't going to look like this after I have a kid. I can guarantee it. Like there are going to be things that change about the way I look after I have pushed a human being out of my body. (laughs) Okay. So there, I want there to be more than that. It shouldn't be all consuming. Like you've got to have more to it because if that is all there is, if it's just the, the oh, physical, yeah, the physical attraction, attraction yeah. if it's just, if that's the basis of your relationship, yeah. when they don't look that way anymore, what's what do you left? have to fall back on? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, it shouldn't be all consuming and it shouldn't be alone either. Yeah. It may be the initial thing and then you find out those other things that complement it. Or it may be that you find out those other things that complement first and that makes them more attractive. But it should never be just one or the other. Yes. Um, so yeah, it should not be all consuming. It also should not be the most important. In First Samuel, it says the Lord doesn't look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that's what... It's not like, oh, people look at the outward appearance and we'll just keep doing that. And that's all we're going to look at. Like, that's not the point. The point is the Lord looks at the heart and we should be more like him. We should look at someone's heart. That should be the absolute top priority. And then everything else should filter through that. You know, you look at, you see someone's heart and then you say, okay, he's kind. He's all these things. And that will make someone more attractive. Now, you may meet someone, be initially attracted to them, but you're still going to want to really back that up with what is their heart. Are they following the Lord? Are they committed to him? Are they committed to you? Is he kind? Is he faithful? Is all of these things and then build on that attraction. But the top, top priority, meaning the thing that should eliminate someone immediately is their heart. And as you see the patterns of that, then you make that decision. Yeah. And if you think about it, like this is why we get frustrated whenever we see a really cute guy and then we find out, oh, he's not a believer. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Like, yeah. the, that's no go. That's a just non starter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. And so that's why we really encourage y'all look to see where he's at with his faith mm-hmm. first. And then we go down from there. Yeah. But like, that's your top priority when you're looking at who you're going to maybe spend the rest of your life with you don't know but on the other hand (laughs) y'all know we had to bring the other side up i do not believe and i know bethany doesn't either that physical attraction should be sacrificed completely i do not think that is true at all i don't either now you should be realistic like you know, I'm not saying that you can say, okay, if he doesn't look like Brad Pitt did 20 years ago, he's just <laughs> not gonna, I don't care. Like, okay. But I think that it is very realistic and okay that you want to be physically attracted to your person. Okay. That is not something that you need to feel the need to completely throw out the window and sacrifice in the name of your faith and like all yeah. this stuff. Cause, and I'll get to that in a second. We'll come back to that. But you think about the song of Solomon, which why do we not talk about this book more? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bethany's like, cause it's scandalous. I'm like, yeah, it's rather steamy if you really read it. But 
the couple in this book, they both found their partner attractive. They both refer to each other as beautiful in the very first chapter. Like that is very clearly communicated that they are physically attracted to the other one. And so it's okay to want that. And I don't think it's something you should feel the need to completely disregard as you're dating just because you're a Christian. Mm-mm. Especially not just because you're no, a Christian. No, you want to just keep it in its right place. And I want to touch on, you were talking about being realistic. And I think, you know, you don't expect him to look like Brad Pitt or Zac Efron or whoever the Dancer Swanson. the guy of the day is. Like, you can't <laughs> make, um, like, decisions based on, well, kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week in the commitment episode about, like, okay, well, what else might be out there? What else might be better? No, 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 no. That's getting things out of whack. But an element of that being realistic about things is also being um, honest and saying, I'm going to hold the same standard for myself that I would for him. Uh, I mean, you were talking earlier, well, I want my husband to have more attraction to me than just physical because we're not always going to look the same. Well, make sure you're doing the same thing. Like, don't don't have an expectation of some guy that if he had the same expectation of you, you would be offended. Mm, Yeah. That's a great marker. Yeah. Yeah. But measure that with scripture, I guess not. I guess you should. The measure isn't like, well, I wouldn't be offended if he said this, so it must be okay. Like measure Mm -hmm. it through. Okay. What does God say is important? Most important. And like we were talking about, it's not the appearance, but it's not nothing either. Like the appearance doesn't account for nothing either. So just be realistic, but be, um, fair whatever the opposite of being hypocritical yeah (laughs) yeah no we talk about all the time with like our lists like you should be willing to live up to your list just as much as you want to hold a guy to that standard absolutely and so you know which is i'm like okay well i'm tall so it's totally understandable that i should want to be with somebody who's tall. no um it is totally understandable that you want that but where like it it is where does that fall in the if you met a guy who met all of the hit all of these points of like what a man should be according to the Lord, good leader, good provider, like all of these things he matches up, but he's not as tall as you hoped he would be. That's where you have made it this all consuming. That's where you've made Mm. it a top priority when it Mm. shouldn't be, which I'm not saying you have not done that. That's just a really good example of how to kind of look at it. But then if you're like, okay, or this guy is like, six five but he doesn't meet any of those requirements you're like yeah but he's six five how much of that can we write off like okay then you've really same thing again um so that's just a really good example of like sure it's fine to want that or have that be your ideal but when you make it a requirement that's when you start to veer off i think yes i would agree i would 100 percent agree okay so we're gonna kind of wrap it up but also kind of camp out for a second here on this last point. And I want to just talk about this and we'll just kind of see where it goes, I guess. So in talking about that, that physical attraction should not be the absolute top priority, but it also should not be completely sacrificed either. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about, I feel like I have to have one or the other. Like I can't, there's not both out there. One thing that I have seen over time, just in my own experience and talking to other people is that, the church at large does a really, really good job of stressing that first one that looks, that physical attraction, that all that should not be the top priority. I guarantee you, none of you guys listening 
today are hearing that for the first time. No one has listened and thought, I had no idea that someone's physical appearance shouldn't be the most important thing about them. We've all heard that because that's all you hear. Oh, it's not a big deal. No, don't put too much stress on that. It's not, shouldn't be the most important. What does his heart look like? You can get over other things, all of that. We hear that a lot. And it's true. I'm not negating the truth of it, but I don't think there has been a good job done to remind people that the second one of not having to sacrifice being attracted to the person you're with, they don't remind that that's okay too. Mm-hmm. That it's okay to not want to give that up. Um, and at the same time, I think there's this idea amongst a lot of Christian women, you get this feeling that if you're attracted to the person you're with, that is also somehow wrong. Yeah. In that being attracted to the person you're with is not a sexual sin, but it kind of almost walks that line in a lot of people's minds. I feel like if, if you say, Oh yeah, I'm really attracted. He's really good looking. I really love his smile. I like you talk about that and it's like, Oh, well, make sure you're not getting too focused off on other things. And it's like, okay. And so you kind of get to where you're equating those two things, but it is okay. (laughs) You would want to be attracted to that person. It is not something that's like, you have to act like you're not. Mm -hmm. I almost get that feeling sometimes. It's like, you almost have to act like you're not attracted to this person because we're not married yet. Yeah, which I'm, I'm sorry, like, but no, no <laughs> it's not. I think it's good that you're struggling with that a yes. little bit. Honestly, like I want you to be like, oh, I really want to be with this person. Okay, right. great, because if you want to marry him, that's gonna happen. Exactly. So, like, if you don't Keep want to, and we have talked about boundaries on here about boundaries and honoring the Lord, and there are things absolutely outside of just sex that should be reserved solely for marriage. So you guys know where we're coming from, but I will just say this. The relationships I have been in where I had to fight that and struggle with that and really keep those boundaries in place were a lot better than the ones where it was never an issue. Amen. <laughs> it's true. It is. It's true. And and I don't think that we should feel ashamed about no, that. And that's what's frustrating exactly. is because I feel like there's a lot of shame placed on that it is perspective. And another thing that really kind of, well, we're, <laughs> well, we're on the subject while we're camped out here. <laughs> One thing that I think is kind of frustrating, and again, I don't think this is probably intentional. I think this is just based on, you know, the stereotypes that come with how men and women are wired. Sure. But I feel like it's way more, um, the implication that attraction, physical attraction Uh can be sacrificed. Yes. Is way more heavily placed on women in the church than it is on men. Yeah. So I think that like... I've heard all, you know, he's a nice guy and he loves the Lord and he's got a great job and blah, 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 blah. Why aren't you dating him? Yeah. Yeah. But, and you say, I'm not attracted to him. And they look at you like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if a guy's like, hey, like, you know, she's great. He's like, I just, I don't know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because guys are visual and guys are this or whatever. And it's just this. And that's okay. The point is not that. That's not bad. Exactly. It's just that why is it different that or why is it because just because women aren't technically like yeah as visuals doesn't mean i can't see (laughs) i have eyes okay and so it's not like men were given eyes and women weren't (laughs) like if that's the case that's a whole different ball game but like 
it shouldn't be expected that we sacrifice attraction more than guys yeah. do just because of how we were created. Like that's again, going back to scripture and songs, this is an important thing. We're not telling you to make it the most important thing, but it is an important thing. And when well, I remember, um, Bethany and I were having a conversation and this was actually, um, about a guy, but mm-hmm. it was, um, with this guy we know. And he had a friend who had a bunch of people tell him that like, she's great. She loves the Lord. She's got everything you're looking for. Well, he wasn't attracted to her, married to her anyways. And now they're 10 years down the road with children and he's having to tell her, Hey, I was never attracted to you. Like, yeah, that's terrible. Like I would have rather you just never asked me out. Like don't yeah. cause by ask by pursuing a relationship with me, I'm assuming that you find me attractive. Yeah. And so if you're not, I don't want to find out 10 years down the road that you've never thought I was pretty. Like that's just devastating. devastating. Yeah. And so there is a place for it. And I, I don't want y'all to think that one, I've either got to suppress feelings. Uh-huh. Now, granted, again, boundaries, those are all important, but you don't need to suppress attraction mm. and you don't need to sacrifice it either. Mm-mm. There is a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the middle. <laughs> um, I've worked our title in the last you couple have. episodes <laughs> in ways we didn't even plan, but there is a, a healthy middle ground there and that's where I think it's a good that's a good place to live yeah in this sense I yeah. think well and there's a good middle ground too of just talking about and I think we try to walk that balance of attraction can build and kind of talking about that story you were just mentioning like yes it can and we want to tell people yes it can so give it some time a little but at the same time if it doesn't, you don't have to keep giving it more and more time. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a balance there with that too. So, And you don't end up in a situation where you have married someone you were never attracted to because people kept telling you, it's not what it's most important. These things are in place. This is all what it should be. All of these things. And that should be all you're looking for. That's just not the case. Mm-hmm. No. So just... I know it's tough and I know you're getting a lot of like mixed messages, particularly from the mm-hmm. church. Like we've walked through that. We still deal with that. Like we still have conversations or told things like that. And just, Oh, that was our hope in talking about this. And yeah. this episode is to help give you a little bit of direction and like discernment as you're trying to navigate. Okay. How do I view attraction? Do I have a good view of it? Do yeah. I have it in its proper place? And if not, what do I need to do? to change that yeah okay i think i think that kind of covers everything we wanted to talk about did you have anything oh no else okay we will wrap it up there guys thank you so much for joining us for this episode it has been in the works the idea for a while so we were glad to really kind of talk about that some more hopefully it has been helpful for you if it has would you do us a favor and tell your friends about us uh go on itunes rate review subscribe all those things all of that is really helpful and that's all you ever do and it helps you know the podcast people (laughs) know who to show our show to who to get it out there to and it really helps widen our audience and we would so appreciate it if you would do that um we will be back next week with our season finale so don't forget send us your funny awkward cringy whatever first early date stories maybe later whatever it is send them to us that's what we're going to be talking about next week and we cannot wait it is our season finale and we want to go out with a bang so 
we will talk to you then. But until then, I am Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle.